Welcome back to the Bookshop Chronicles. My name is Brandy, and I'm so glad you're here because today, yes, this is a book podcast, of course. As an owner of an independent bookstore, I can't not talk about books, but I also am a business owner. So today, we are stepping up to the business bar. Come and take a seat. Come and take a seat with me. At the business bar. So, welcome to the business bar, where we talk all things business and we just get right down to it. We are not going to waste your time. So today I'm going to tackle three questions that I was asked recently and honestly, friend, they come up a lot. So here we go. So many people continue to email me, DM me, whatever it is, they reach out because they're curious about how I took the idea of a book truck and I launched it into a bookstore and how it continues to grow. It does kind of amaze me too, actually, but I think we need to look at it. So one of the things I notice a lot is the people who tend to ask me questions are already doing something they like, and frankly, they just want somebody to pay them for it. So my question to them is, are you a business owner who plans to do this for growth over long term and serve your people well, or are you hoping to make enough money to pay for your hobby? These are two very different agendas. If you are doing something that you just, you love doing and you just want people to pay you for it so you can just make enough to do that thing, that is doing a hobby. That is not necessarily a business because a business implies you have done the research, you know who your people are, you've got a very specific product or service, and you are building into your idea so it can grow and develop and continue to adapt and build and serve your people over time. If it is a hobby, the potential for growth is often very, very little because whether you're making crocheted animals or you make jelly roll rugs or whatever it is that you do, your idea might be limited to that one thing. Well, you can only go so far with it. So be very realistic at the beginning about what it is that you are planning to do so you know how you can determine growth and success. If you have a hobby and you go to a market and you have made enough to pay for your table, okay, I guess that was a success. You made enough to pay for your product and all of the time and the supplies that went into it. Okay, maybe that is enough for you and you feel like, all right, and you slap your hands and you go, all right, that's good, moving on. But if you are a business owner, that is not enough for you because you're thinking bigger. You're thinking of cost benefit analysis. You're thinking of marketing. You're thinking of how well you reached your people and what the reach is going to be and if they're going to return to you. You're thinking about how well you're actually reaching the people that you intend to serve on a regular basis as opposed to that one person who just happened to come by your table and and thought your product was really cool. Let me say this, because I have said this before on a number of different platforms, and I cannot stress it enough. If somebody comes to you, whether you are at a market or you are in a business, if they come to you one time, that's not a victory. That is a fluke. 
If they come to you and they think, oh, look at that, and they even pay you for whatever it is you're doing or you're offering, that's really nice. But they may not come to you again. If they come back and choose you on purpose a second, third, or more times, that is a success. That is a customer you have because they have made the choice on purpose to return to you. Anybody who comes to you once could just happen upon you and think, oh, hey, that candle or that idea is really cool. I'm sure I'll buy that. Why not? And they'll give it a try. But until they think of you as, oh, I got to go back there because they have the best candles or that guy's jerky is the bomb. I'm not going to get it from anybody else. That is my guy. When they are making those kinds of choices, that is where your success lies. People who often do hobbies don't think of it in terms of that because they're only trying to get enough for their one day. So that is one thing that I do stress often when people ask me about things, especially mobile retail, book trucking, whatever it is. If you are just planning to put your hobby into a vehicle and drive it around hoping people will give you money, that is not thinking about it with enough clarity to actually make a success of it. There is so much cost and so much research that goes into all of the decisions involved in any business endeavor like that. When you go to a farmer's market, you are not simply seeing folks who just put some stuff on a table and decided to wing it. I mean, okay, maybe every now and then that's actually true. But mostly when you go to any market, you are seeing vendors who are hustling, who are working their asses off to make sure that they're getting the most exposure, the most connection and providing you with the best possible product. So one of the questions that I also get asked a lot is, how did you know that the markets you went to were the right ones for you? Well, let me tell you, I researched the heck out of the markets. I found out where my ideal customer was going. I actually went to these markets and I checked them out from a customer perspective to see, do they have good parking? Is there really good vendor representation? Is there a lot of diversity amongst products? Um, all the things. I asked questions in terms of availability, when they were going, how great the organizers were at providing supports for vendors. I asked vendors what their experience was like at the market. I did so much research ahead of time. I didn't just say, oh, hey, there's a market. I'm just going to see if they have space and just put my table there. Because how do you know if that is where your people are? There is no point in setting your table up and doing all the work to get there and paying to be there and then just waiting for the ideal people to come and find you. Why not figure out where your ideal person is and go where they already are? That is the secret right there. Secret sauce, chef's kiss. Okay, the whole point of going to a market in the first place is not only to sell your product and make money. Well, I mean, of course that's important, but you're also trying to connect with people. You're trying to get feedback. You're testing your product in the market. You are determining the value of what you provide and you are really determining whether or not these people are willing to pay you for this product. Markets are a great testing ground, but not all markets are created equal. So please, please, if you are inclined at all to go to farmer's markets or any sort of community markets to test your product and just see how it goes, 
please research those markets ahead of time. Talk to vendors who have been there. Find out if there are going to be other competitive vendors who will also have the same product that you have. And then afterwards, really, really evaluate carefully whether or not going to that market was worth your time. Is that market on brand with the product that you're offering? And is this market community going to help you grow your business the way that you envision? Since we have established that you are a business owner and you're not just doing this as a hobby, then you do have to ask yourself the question for every market or every other decision you make about your business, is this helping me grow my business to serve my people well? If it isn't, don't do it. Okay, the other question I get asked quite often is in regards to social media. Now, you've heard me talk about this before, but if you're new to this podcast, hello, and we are going to talk a little bit about social media. So yes, I do all of my own social media posts. I do posts on Instagram every single day. I now am on TikTok, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, but the main platform where my people are and spend the most time is Instagram. So that is where I spend most of my time. I have figured out where they are and where my people want to be. So there's no point in me wasting my time putting so much effort and so much energy into making sure that all of my social media posts are relevant and hit their targets. And oh, it's so much, you guys. There's so much to it. But if you know where your people are and you just go there, it's like the markets. It keeps it so much simpler. Now, as for making posts, please, please, please make it relatable. Do not do commercials because our brains, y'all, we are done with commercials, okay? If Netflix has taught us anything, it's that we do not like commercials anymore. The radio is having a really hard time because radio has commercials and people just don't want to spend time flipping through all those commercials to get to what they want. So if they have the option, they're not going to choose that. So don't be a commercial on your social media. In my social media, what I have done is I have made it very, very intentional to have human relatable value added content that speaks to one person. One person? What the heck? On your Instagram brand, you have like 12 and a half thousand people. How are you speaking to just one person? Because y'all, if I was really trying to speak to everyone, I would have no idea what to say. But when I make my posts and I consider, okay, my ideal customer, this is who I'm talking to, and I just talk directly to them, it makes everything so much simpler. I cannot stress enough that when you know who you are serving, you will target everything better. You will choose your markets better. You will choose your products better. You will choose your media better. Everything just gets so much easier. Now, I don't like to make things complicated. I really, really prefer to keep it as simple as possible because I only have so much time. You know what I mean? And I don't want to fail at 90 things when I can do two things really well. So I'm going to do those two things to the best of my ability. And one of those is social media. So we have grown our social media accounts in the way that drives a lot of sales, creates incredible community engagement, and has supported our 
bookstore and our business in a way that I never could have imagined. There are people who follow the Daisy Chain book community from as far as Australia, the UK, Brazil, the States, Iceland, you name it, because they have found us on social media and the content speaks to them. So they want to follow it. Now, does it speak to everybody? No, and I frankly don't want it to. I only want the people who are going to be part of my community to pay attention, to listen, and to feel that it is relevant to them. So I do take all my own photos, post all of my own stuff. Just like with this podcast, I do all the editing and everything myself. Social media is the same. So you are getting a very, very consistent voice talking because frankly, I am not imaginative enough to make it complicated. I really need to just keep this stuff simple. That's all I have energy for. I'm so exhausted with so many things. And if I know I'm talking to one person and I hit post, I feel so good that I have just shared something with a friend. The fact that 12 and a half thousand other people are listening in, that's fine. They can listen in. I don't mind. And I love that they weigh in on a lot of the conversations and the things that are posted. But that's the point. When you are doing any brand recognition stuff on social media, it cannot be commercials. If all I did was post pictures of books and say, here, this is cool, buy this. Nobody's going to pay attention. It's a commercial. They don't care. They want to know why your business is special, who you are and why you do what you do, and what value you can add to their life. That is what social media is for. If you're only doing it to post sales and tell about products, do not waste your time. Nobody's going to pay attention to that. If you do that every now and then, Fine, people, they trust you now. They know what you're all about. They're not worried that you're trying to always be forcing products down their throat. Oh, please. No, they trust you. They say, oh, hey, if Brandy says it, okay, I believe because they know you. That is the whole point. Once they know you, they can trust you. They cannot know you until you share something about yourself. So me even doing this podcast is a vulnerable space. It is a vulnerable thing for me to do. And it lets you know a little bit of who I am and why I do what I do and the things that matter. But it is also very much me speaking to you personally. You who are listening to me right now, you have chosen to listen to this podcast. You are my people. Hi, friend. Hi. So I want to make sure that what I put into your ears is personal, it is relatable, and it is valuable. If it's not, just here, hit stop and go listen to whatever else you're listening to. <laughs> That's totally fine. But all of those things are the same. So no matter what it is that you do when it comes to social media, if it is not relatable, if it is not personal, and if it is not valuable, it is not worth the time to create and post because nobody's going to remember it. Seth Godin once said, the way you can tell if your business is a success is if it was all of a sudden gone tomorrow, would people miss it? That is a very, very good question because if you are just trying to be another voice in the choir of noise, nobody's going to notice you. 
But if you speak to that one valuable person and you offer them something that is so great in a way that only you can do it, well, then they will miss you. They will recognize you. They will choose you over and over again. And my friend, you have created community. That is one of the reasons why community at Daisy Chain is such a big deal for us. Because community means belonging, identity, collective of shared interests. And that is where people gather. That is where they find one another. And that is what makes part of our space so important. So we do talk about community a lot in our posts because that is something our people have said over and over makes the most difference to them. So you need to find out from your people what makes the most difference to them. What is valuable to them? How can you serve them better than the guy over there? These are things you have to ask. And then you also have to think, all right, if it's not working, how can I adapt so that I can do those things best? Don't just sit there in the corner and whine and complain and be so grumpy because nobody's choosing you. Do not blame the pandemic anymore. We are so over that. That excuse has been way overused. You have got to be able to pivot. You have to shift. You have to adapt and you have to evolve so that you can serve your people well. The needs of them today are not what they were two years ago. So if you're still trying to provide the same things in the same way you did before, I'm sorry, but they're probably done with you. You have to grow. You have to move with them. You have to ask them questions and then be willing to do something with the answers. Business is really about constant change. We are not mom and pop shops who are just sitting back in our easy chairs and just waiting for the money to roll in so we can move away and buy our own island one day. That is not how it goes. You have to hustle. You have to flex. You have to move all the time to be worthy of people choosing you every single time. And you don't get to relax, friends. No, 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 no. You have to constantly be chasing this. Always be researching. Always be asking questions. And always be willing to learn something you didn't know so that you can serve your people better. Does that sound exhausting? Oh, it is so exhausting. <laughs> it's so exhausting. This is also why if you're doing it for a hobby, you're done with all this. You're probably already not even listening to me anymore because it is too much work and it asks too much of you. Your time, your money, your resources, your sanity. But it's worth it. It's worth it because when you serve your community well and they respond to you, it is, it is such an incredible feeling of validation and honor. What a privilege it is to serve your people well. That they choose you, that's the greatest compliment ever. They deserve the best from you. So in this business bar, I want you to just sit back and really think about your people. Think about what you can do to serve them better and what business you can offer the world that will miss you if you were gone. Okay, friends, thank you for joining me at the business bar today. 
That was fun. That was fun. I hope I answered your questions well. If you have other business bar questions, please send them to me. My contact information is all listed in the show notes. I would love to answer them for you and help you out any way I can because this is hard stuff. This is risky, weird, (laughs) exhausting business and I want to help you in any way that I can. So please send me your questions. So whatever it is that you are doing for the world, in business, in hobby, in even just trying to flex those entrepreneur muscles, be relevant, be generous, and be unforgettable because the world is waiting for your great idea. Bye friends. 